0: Today on Bible Conversations, we're going to be talking about what's on Chris's mind. All right, Chris. So, the past couple weeks, we've had some guests on with us. We have. Um, It's been really enjoyable talking with Jeff and then my dad, and then we had uh, other Chris, Chris McCurley, on. Mm -hmm. We did. And it's been pretty cool we've been able to really kind of ask them more or less things that they're passionate about yeah um you know jeff has been in the ministry for years and so we were able to talk him old i'm gonna
1: tell him that you call him old yeah
0: i don't know i'm I'm taking a gamble on whether or not he listens to us (laughs) (laughs) um but we got to talk with him about what you know has been his greatest joy over the course of the ministry obviously my dad is in love with songs um Mm -hmm. He says the second most important book is his song book right behind his Bible. Um, And with uh, Chris McCurley, he acts a lot younger than he is. And so we talked with him about the Internet and social media and stuff. And so um, I guess we're more or less carrying that over um, into this week and next. We're going to kind of ask each other what we're passionate about, what's what's on our minds and stuff. So with that being said, Chris, what's on your mind? Oh, man. Uh, that is a that's a dangerous question. There's a lot on my mind, <laughs> um, but I think what
1: I'm going to do is narrow it down to a couple things. Uh, one of them is what I'm studying right now in Heritage, uh, yeah. Heritage Christian. Uh, short little shout out, unpaid advertisement. But um, <laughs> but I'm taking uh, a class called Paul's Prison Epistles, um, and most of my time right now is spent in Greek. We're learning Greek too, but mm-hmm. uh, so that is on my mind. In fact, I've got a test coming up. Uh, nice. It's going to be due by the time this airs, probably. <laughs> um, but the other class is Paul's prison epistles, and we're going over, you know, Philippians and Colossians and Philemon and Ephesians, and uh, just talking about them. Mm-hmm. And right now we're in Philippians. And what that's strikes me—my me, favorites, yeah—it's well, what strikes me. So I have read through the Bible, I've read through the New Testament, and I've studied the New Testament, and but I find every time I dig deeper, it's just so rewarding. Yeah. And, um, you know, I could have gone over something, you know, a couple of years ago and be like, man, yeah, I studied Philippians. I know what it's about. And then I look through it today and I'm like, How did I like not noticed that. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I think that is just indicative of the way it should be. Yeah. We should constantly be improving ourselves. We should constantly be learning. We should constantly be studying the word and learning more from it
0: and having yeah. the realization I, of. I think what's really wow, cool about that is that's. That's evidence that there's no filler material in the yeah. Bible. There's there's nothing where Paul or any of the other writers were just like, okay, well, I need to fill in you know a couple of pages of gaps so I can get to the next story. It is yeah. 100% useful content mm-hmm. 100% of the time, and yep. when it's like that, it's just there's so much to take in. Yeah, it's almost impossible to do it at one time, and yep. so when you study it and then you come back and study it again, then you're like, I missed that the first time because yes. um, a lot of other books that we read, uh, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, um, just any other book besides the Bible, there's always going to be filler stuff in there.
1: Well, yeah, there always is. So um, I've actually also not a paid advertisement by any means, but I've I've been listening to a podcast, not a podcast, sorry, a YouTube channel series from one of my favorite fantasy fiction authors. So I love Mm -hmm. fantasy fiction. Uh, And he actually teaches at Brigham Young University. Uh, He teaches a creative writing class. Uh, His name is Brandon Sanderson. Uh, For those of you that are also nerds like me, you might recognize the name. Uh, But anyway, he, he, he teaches this class and he teaches people how to write fantasy fiction novels, like how to write books. And so I'll listen to it in the car, right? On my way to and from work or when I'm alone, I have free time, right? I don't make Alyssa listen to it. I don't make anybody else listen to it. It's something that I do when I'm by myself and I have time, right? And it's really intriguing the way that he talks about Stories and building stories and how you've got your main theme, but then there's other things that you have to have in there that help to build and support it. And as you're saying, the Bible, it doesn't, like, it is its own support, right? And, yep. and, and this is what I'm going to get to here in a little bit about the foundation. Right? I'm going to talk about uh, working with kids and working with the youth group and, and our theme for this year and, and what all I'm going to try, as well as Alyssa, what we are going to try and uh, impart upon them, just the importance of a foundation but the Bible is the foundation. It, it, mm-hmm. it is God's word. I mean, God spoke to us and we have the ability to listen to him every day. We have the ability to listen to him at any time mm-hmm. and we choose not to. Right. And that was something that um, uh, Chris McCurley said, right? Like you're as close to God as you want to be. That's true. Yeah. Right. Like we have God's word here and we can talk to God whenever we want. We have the ability to listen, allow it to impact and affect our lives. We also have the ability to talk to him and it's up to us to choose. Yeah. So, as I've been going through Philippians, specifically uh, in chapter 1, I'm, I'm not going to spend too much time here, but chapter 1, verses uh, 3 through 11, I think are so powerful. Uh, so I'm just going to read these real quick, and then we, you and I can briefly discuss this. Okay. Uh, but I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all, because I hold you in my heart, for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus, and it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, And so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So there's a couple things that strike me as really intriguing about this section, right? These these eight verses here. One, we know that Paul is imprisoned, right? He's in prison right now because he says, in my imprisonment, (laughs) he is in jail, right? Uh, We also know that he is joyful and thankful right now, right? I thank my God in my remembrance of you, right? Always in every prayer. Uh, and and he's, he's excited, right? He is he's happy. He's, you know, he may not be happy about being in prison, but, and he's joyful about where he's at because, and we read this in verse 12, right? That what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel, right? He's where he is. He is using the opportunity in order to serve God. And yeah. I find that really powerful, um, I think you know the phrase, right? You know, grow where you're planted. Yes. Right. Don't look for other. Right. The grass is not always greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. Paul's grass was probably greener on the other side. <laughs> he was in prison, right? It was probably yeah. greener. But man, he chose to fertilize, and he chose to sow seed, and he chose
0: to do what he was called to do where he was. Yeah. D- didn't waste time. He didn't it waste was time. just he's like, okay, let's get to it.
1: Yeah. You know, and and I think so often, man, we. We struggle with the desire to teach others because maybe we don't know everything. We don't know all we're supposed to know. But the reality is, is Paul here he says, I yearn for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. Hmm. Paul wanted to be with these Philippians in the same way that Jesus wants to be with these Philippians. He's claiming, Paul is claiming that he has the same affection, the same desire to be with them as Christ does. I don't know if I have ever in my life been able to say that about anybody. Hmm. That I have a desire to spend time with you. Alyssa, probably the exception, right? But <laughs> I have the desire to be with you in the same way that Jesus has the desire to be with you, right? I love you so much. I love you so hmm. much. I just, I want to be with you. That's what Paul's saying, right? And, man, sometimes we want to spend time with a cheeseburger more than we want to spend time with people. Yeah. We want to sit in front of a TV more than we want to spend time with people. We want to do X, Y, Z, ABC one two three all of them more than we want to spend time we, with people.
0: Uh, I guess it kind of comes down to, like, the, the me time versus we time. Yes. Um, and to, to be honest, I think there's a place for that. Um, I, I don't think that Well, Jesus anybody, took time to pray. A, exactly. Right. To, to withdraw, to, to be by yourself, yeah. um, recharge the batteries, yeah. if you will. Um, but— at the same time you gotta recognize the the need for for people yeah I, I mean God knew what he was doing when he gave us the church when he gave us the family and brothers yes. and sisters and mm-hmm. um he knew what he he was doing because we we need people yes. um and sometimes I guess we neglect that need um well i i
1: yes, I don't know that it's an intentional neglect, yeah, right? like i no, I don't, I don't I agree. think we're don't saying. So. I don't think we're saying, man, I know that I need to spend time with people, but I'm actively choosing not to. Yeah. I think it's more of a – some of it could be that, right? But I think it's more of a, man, I just really need time for me today. Yeah. And I think what happens – and I am guilty of this too, right? Like this is something that I've learned just through going through these passages. One, my prayer life needs work, hmm. right? Talks Paul's – every prayer that he has, he's talking and he's, and he's saying, listen, I'm praying for you in Philippi. Yeah. Right? We don't know where Paul's imprisoned here. We assume it's Rome. Some people say it's Ephesus. Some people say it's, um, uh, oh, there's a third option. Anyway, we don't know exactly where he's in prison, Mm -hmm. right? Because he doesn't say. But we know that every prayer, he's praying for Philippi. Man, I don't always pray for Keller. Yeah. Like, I should. 100% should. Every single prayer, I should be praying for the church here. Don't always do that. I don't always pray for the things that I need to pray for. My prayer life has got to improve, right? Like, I've got to be better. Hmm at my prayer life, because Paul, through Christ, has set us an example. Yeah. Right? Um, the second thing that, I don't know if second's the right word, another thing that I've noticed um, <laughs> is verses 9 and 10. This is my prayer again, right? It's my prayer, right? So yeah. not only is he praying for them, right, just that he's grateful for them, but he's praying something will happen with them, right? And mm-hmm. that is that their love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment. Right, so love. We often talk about love as a feeling thing in today's society, right? Yeah, love is not a feeling. Love gives
0: feelings, but it's not a feeling. It is an action. It is love a knowledge. is love is a decision. Yeah, um, it really I, is. Th- that's the way I really like to explain it because um, if love is a feeling, sometimes you're not feeling it. Yeah, you know, sometimes well, you're you're like oh, I just I really I don't want to, yeah. and um, and if it is a feeling, then you're not going to to have that feeling. But if it's a a predetermined decision that you're yes. going to love, then even when you're not feeling it, you've decided I'm going to love because that's yeah. what Jesus has asked me to do. Well, for those of our listeners that have kids and for those of you that don't have
1: kids, I want you to think about either your parents or your children. And then think about a time when they just annoyed the ever, oh man, they <laughs> just got on your nerves like nobody's business and you wanted nothing to do with them. Yeah, We well, didn't stop loving them. Right? You didn't stop, you might have stopped liking them for a little bit, but you didn't stop loving them. You still chose to be with them. You still chose to provide for them. You still chose to do the things that they needed because you loved them and because you actively are loving them, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Paul is wanting the brethren in Philippi to do this more and more. He's saying, you're already doing it. Continue to do it, but why? So that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless in the day of Christ this is the second time he's mentioned the day of Christ right the second coming yeah to be pure and blameless we
0: just need love that's what we need we need love well that's what Jesus said yeah um the first and second greatest commands, love God, love others. Yes. Um, Inside that one command is what sums up everything else because if you love God, you're going to obey him. You're going to do what he says. You're going to follow his commands. If you love others, you're going to put others before yourself. You're going to show humility. You're going to be a servant. Everything falls under love. Yeah. So anyway, as as I've been going through just even this first
1: chapter, right? There's so much more in Philippians and and Mm -hmm. I'm excited to dig deeper. But as I've been going through it, I've, I've I myself have been convicted, right? And so I'm yeah. hoping that others will be convicted as well, right? Yeah. And if not, studying Philippians. Man, go study Mar- Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Romans, Acts, right? Yeah. Study study any of the books in the New Testament right now, and you will be convicted. Study the books in the Old Testament, and you will be convicted, right? Like, yeah. But it has to be studying, right? You have to sit there and really not have just to, reading, not just reading, right? You got to have a conversation about what does the text mean, right? Yeah. Like. What does it mean for me? What did it mean to them? What does it mean for me?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so I think that's a really just something that, that I've been sharing with, with a couple people. And um, I don't know. I, I find it awesome, right? In verse 11, right? Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. Everything mm-hmm. that Paul has talked about comes through Christ. In fact, he mentions Jesus in the first chapter of Philippians 18 times. Mm-hmm. There's 30 verses. God has mm-hmm. mentioned another five times. 23 of 30 verses mentions God or Jesus, the focus has to be on Christ, has to be on God. It cannot be on ourselves.
0: It cannot be on anything else. It has to be on Christ. Well, I think he summarizes that thought down in verse 21. Um, If you keep reading there in Philippians 1, he says, for me to live is Christ. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's like, literally, this is my life. I do nothing else. I talk about nothing else. I don't want to to... to have anything yes. to do with anything else mm-hmm. other than Christ. And so that's why he's mentioning him so much as we read through Philippians here. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, you mentioned one other thing that was on your mind is you said something about firm foundation. Yes. Um, so
1: the youth group here at Keller,
0: I think is really strong right now. We've got, mm-hmm.
1: a, we've got a good group. I'm trying to figure out how to say this because I, I, I think we have a strong group faith-wise too. But there is, and I think you'll agree with this, when people go off to college, right, when kids go off to college, we as a church, right, the church itself loses more people going off to college
0: than at any other point. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And I think a, the stats is somewhere like sixty percent or something like that. Yeah, if not more. Um, if not more, so I think what it was is like seventy five percent. But then after college, like fifteen percent come back they have to a the church. Child. Yeah, right. Um, and, so but it, it's still in total, it's more than half. Yeah, that leave never come back. You know,
1: which is which is terrifying. Yeah, it's absolutely terrifying. But the. Yeah, there's a couple reasons why, right? And, and and there's probably reasons that I don't know of, of and that I won't be able to mention. We don't have time to mention, right? But one is that when you turn 18, you are legally an adult in the United States. You move off to college, right? You go away from your parents' house. You're no longer under your parents' roof. You have the ability to make all your own choices. You get to decide. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to not go to church. Yep. It's kind of hard to wake up in the morning and go to church, right? Even harder to wake up and go to Bible class, assuming it's prior, right, before worship. Well, you do that once. Like, oh, man, it's a mistake, right? You do it twice. Well, I did it last week. It's okay. You know, maybe now I'll just catch it online, right? Mm -hmm. Do it three times in a row. It starts to become habitual. starts to become a habit. And then going to church becomes an oddity. It becomes a rarity. It becomes a, oh, man, I'm going home. I probably need to go to church with my parents, Mm -hmm. you know. Not let them know that I'm not going to church when I'm in college, right? And then you stop going to church. You stop studying your Bible. You stop doing all these things, right? You start focusing on God like you did when you were in a youth group. And guess what else fills it, right? There's something in your life that is now gone. There's now an open space, and something is going to fill it, right? Just like the spirits that uh, we read about in maybe Luke, right? Spirits have left, and when they come back, they come back stronger, right? Mm. Well, your life, right, you can imagine your life as a circle, and in your circle, you have the things that you do. You sleep, you work, you eat. You, like a pie chart. Yeah, like a pie chart, right? Like you you do all sorts of stuff. Well, worship, church, God, right, has to be a part of that. Hopefully it is a large part of that, right? It has to be of the awake time, right, the largest mm-hmm. part of that, uh, that it fills into your work time, right? It fills into your free time. It fills into all of those things. But, But when you take that out of your pie chart, of your pie chart of life, there's a gap. And gaps don't just magically fill. Something has to fill it. Like it has to be filled with something, right? That's why when we read through some of Paul's letters and he's talking about, um, you know, put on then, right, this, this, and this, and take out this, this, and it will. Yeah. It's because you have to fill the bad with the good. And if you take out good and you fill it with bad, you're going to see the fruits of that, right? So you have you have these kids that go out to college they make their own choices and they start drinking and they start – hanging out with people. They start going to all these parties. They start having premarital sex. They start doing all these things. And that's just, quote unquote, more fun than going to church. And so because it's more fun, right, so to speak, right, I, I disagree, but because it's more fun, right, because uh, you, you feel accepted by this group, right, where when you go to church for the first time, man, you're not going to feel overly, hopefully you feel welcomed, but you're not going to feel overly accepted because you don't know anybody. When you start partying and hanging out with people, guess what you're going to feel over time? You're going to feel welcomed. You're going to feel welcomed where you put yourself at. So we lose a large majority of kids. And I am of the firm opinion that that is because their foundation is not in Christ. It's in their parents' faith. It's in the I have to do this, not I want to do this. It's in something that is not theirs. It's not their faith.
0: I think it it really gets broken down to um, not a full knowledge and understanding about even what faith is. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I talked about this on the podcast recently. And if I didn't, I at least talked about it in a sermon on Sunday night here at Keller. So go back on our Facebook and (laughs) look at our live streams. But but I talked about God's family. Mm -hmm. And um, I asked the question, why do we do what we do? And we need to be passing along why we do what we do. Why do you fold your hands and bow your head when you pray? Yeah. And there's a lot of people who may say like, uh, I don't know, but it seems super important. So when you keep doing it, no, it's super unimportant. It's because when you were two years old, you wouldn't touch your neighbor in Bible class. Yeah. Uh, why do we take the bread and then the fruit of the vine? Well, you better not think that's not important because that is super important. It's because that's the way that Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper. Mm-hmm. There's so many things like that that... Yeah. That If we don't pass that along to our teens, if we don't have conversations with those who are even still in elementary school about why we we do what we do, then when they go off to college and there's a congregation even doing something different, um, not worshiping the the way that they should, and they say – well, I don't know why they do that, but I also don't know why my home congregation does the things that they do. So I'm yep. just going to go check it out, see how it feels. And if they're force-feeding emotion and into that worship service, it's going to feel fine Yeah, um, because you, you feel like it's, it's great. Yeah. Or even worse than that, if you don't know why we yeah. do what we do in regards to salvation, yep. then you're going to go off and think, well, I got wet in high school, but these other people seem like good people. Yeah. Surely God wouldn't condemn a good person, yeah. right? And so um, I think w- what you're saying is is right on line, the foundation yes. of your faith. And yeah. and that foundation definitely built on Christ, but yes. even more so than that, it's built on the, the knowledge and understanding about what Christ taught and yeah. what his goal was for our life. It's yeah. not just to be a good person. And too many times our young people are growing up thinking just be a good person. Yeah. Well, and in, in the world right now, I'll, I'll get back to what I'm talking about, but to
1: go off of that, right. The world right now is throwing all of these things at us saying, if you don't do this, you're bad. Yeah. And a lot of the things that they're saying that we need to do are inherently bad themselves. Yeah. Which is, I think completely ironic. Right. But, but we have to know what God's will is. Right. Um, you know, God created the world, right? Day one through six, right? Really day one through five, he finished something and said, it is good. Day six, he created man, did not say it is good. Created woman said, it is good, Yeah, right? His creation was good, right? Teacher goes up and says, good teacher, what must I do? He says, why are you calling me good, right? Only God is good. Being good is being like God, right? Mm-hmm. It's following the will of God. And I, I think that's something that, that we lose sight of, right? We think that good is a subjective term that can apply to anybody that does what the culture thinks is okay. And that's mm-hmm. just not true. So the foundation, right? Getting back to this idea here, that these kids need to have a foundation, right? That everybody, not just kids, everybody has to have a
0: foundation. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I, right. I emphasized kids a little bit too much in teaching, but to be honest, there are plenty of people in their forties, fifties, yeah. and sixties who yeah. did not learn why we do what we do yeah. and by the grace of God are still faithful to the church but they still don't know why we do what we do yeah. everybody needs a foundation. Well and and this is where I'm gonna I guess go to next is one we have to encourage
1: these kids, encourage these people, encourage these adults to ask questions mm-hmm. and and it scares me sometimes because you know I'll be up in Bible class with the teens and I'll be like, all right so what do you guys think about this? And it's silence. It's radio silence. And it's either a they're not paying attention
0: yeah
1: b they've thought about it don't have any questions because they think they understand or c are afraid to ask because they don't want to sound dumb or stupid yeah all three of those not cool right one there cannot be a dumb or a stupid question right with regards to salvation we're talking about the literal saving of your soul if you have a question you need to ask it Mm -hmm. right like that's bottom line. If you don't know, you need to know because God has given us all the tools we need to know. If you're not paying attention, that's on you, right? Like I am, I am not the arbiter of somebody's attention span. Yeah. I can't force you to pay attention, right? And if you don't have questions because you think you understand it, that's great, but I'm gonna prove you wrong here in a second. Because I'm going to pull out five questions from one verse that you're going to be like, I don't understand. Well,
0: and there are there are some um, just to argue against that. There are some that I think do understand it. Well, Um, so so I'm talking about there have to be questions where you
1: can dig deeper, right? Like you can take any passage, right, and you can pull questions out of the passage, even if you know what they mean, even if you kind of have a grasp of it. You can pull questions out of a passage Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and discuss them. Yeah. Right. So if you're just reading. It's not. It's not so much that you know. Try and find something, right? Judge not, that you be not judged. Well, right, Matthew chapter seven verse one, right? Okay, that makes sense. What is he actually saying there, right? What is What does the judge there mean? What kind of Mm -hmm. a judging are we talking about? Okay. You can pull questions out. You can understand what he's saying, but you've got to be able to ask questions too, right? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? I think so. Yeah, I think I'm following you. Okay, so. There has to be, specifically in Bible class, right, there has to be feedback. There has to be discussion. And, and one of the things that I try and do is I try, anytime I'm teaching these kids, and I'm, I'm teaching them every Sunday morning, the, the high schoolers in particular, is I try and tell them, listen, I'm going to ask you questions. Be ready to answer. If you have questions, be ready to ask.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because I want it to be a discussion. It's got to be a dialogue. These teenagers don't need two hours of sermon. Yeah. Right? They need to discuss. They need to talk. And, and I think it works really well. I, I, I feel like it has been working well. But our theme for this year is going to be foundation. And part of it comes from Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 24. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Well, this is what we've been talking about. And the foolish man's house went splat. Yes, right? But, I mean, this is what we've been talking about, right? Like, if you don't build your house on the rock, right, on Jesus Christ, something's going to happen going off to college, right? A death in the family, uh, just these, these awful things in life, right? And yeah. Sometimes
0: great things. Uh, any kind of trial that, yes. um, or roadblock that Satan tries to put in your way. Yeah. And those roadblocks and trials could seem like a success. You
1: made it to college.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: not a, That doesn't seem like a roadblock or a trial, right? Yeah. But managing your time, that is, yeah. right? And so I think it's really important that we do build our house on that foundation. And so we're going to really be emphasizing and talking about that. And I'm going to, finally go to first corinthians chapter three okay Um, and this is kind of where we're gonna we're gonna finish uh at least i'm gonna finish if you have other questions you feel free to ask but um first corinthians chapter three verse 10 according to the grace of god given to me like a skilled master builder i laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it let each one take care how he builds upon it for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid which is jesus christ If your foundation is yourself, if your foundation is your parents, if your foundation is your grandparents, if your foundation is anything other than Christ, it's going to fall. It's going to fail. It is not going to work because Jesus is the only one that's perfect, Mm -hmm. right? When we put our faith in ourselves, we let ourselves down, right? Michael Jordan, greatest basketball player ever, did not win every NBA championship that he ever, or he won every NBA championship that he played in, but he did not win every championship throughout his entire career. Yeah. He didn't make it to every final, right? He didn't, he didn't win how many seasons he was in the NBA. He didn't win that many championships, right? Well, if the greatest NBA player can't even put faith in himself to win, how are we going to put faith in ourselves to not sin, hmm. <laughs> to avoid Satan, right? To, to follow and only follow Christ, right? The hardest thing in this life to do is to deny ourselves and serve God. Yep. It's the hardest thing. And that's what God has asked of us. Right? He yeah. has asked us to deny ourselves, to pick up our cross, to follow Christ. To live as Christ to die is gain. Exactly. Yeah. Right? And that foundation has to be in Christ. Hmm. Because if we are unwilling or unable to right if Michael let me rephrase that, right? If Michael Jordan's unable to win every NBA championship that is even available for him to win as the greatest basketball player in the history of ever for those of us that are normal human beings. And there's absolutely no way that we can do the hardest thing on earth consistently day in and day out without fail. We're going to let ourselves down. We need Christ and our foundation has to be him, his teachings, his love, his example, his purity, his everything has to be him. And so that's what I'm going to try and impart upon the kids throughout this next year in devotional time specifically mm-hmm. is, listen, your faith has to be in Christ, right? You, you can't have your faith because of your parents' faith. You can't have your faith based on your grandparents' faith. You can't have your faith based on the, the, the minister, right, on, on Corey, on Dylan, on Dan, on Chris. You cannot have your faith based on those four men or any of the elders or any of the deacons. It has to be yours.
0: So last year when we had, um, Kevin Langford on talking about, uh, the, why I'm a Christian series yeah. and we asked him the question of why are you a Christian? Yeah. And he said, because I genuinely love God. Yes. Um, that's the point that I think that you are wanting the teens to reach. Yeah. Like, why are you here? Well, mom and dad woke me up this morning. No. Why are you here? Well, because there's a potluck afterwards. No. Why are you here? Yeah. Because I genuinely love God. Yeah. Well, and, and to that
1: point, right. I, I think Man, it takes time to get there. Yeah. Right? Like you ask, you ask a, a very newborn Christian, right? A month-old Christian, right? Not a month-old person, but a month-old Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Why, you know, why were you baptized? I was afraid of going to hell.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Well, that's fair. Let's work on that because that can't be the reason you remain a Christian. Mm-hmm. But that's a great reason, right? And this is what Kevin talked about, right? Mm-hmm. There are going to be kids that are in church because their parents brought them. That's just how it is. Yeah, there They're going to be adults that are in church because their parents brought them when they were kids, and it's the right thing to do, and I don't want to let my mom and dad down. Yeah, That's why they're there.
0: But, but they don't have to stay there.
1: They don't have to stay there. And I think when we as Christians who are faithful right, and who are there because we love God recognize that there are people here on Sunday mornings, on Sunday nights, on Wednesdays because they think it's the right thing to do, And we realize that we've got to reach out to those in the church just as much as we have to outside. Mm -hmm. Because everybody needs Jesus. Everybody's foundation has to be the Christ. And our foundations are going to, if you read just a little further down in that that verse in, in 1 Corinthians 3, right? We're going to be found out, going to be tested, right? And if it's based on anything that's not pure, it's going to be burned up. And the only thing that's really pure is Christ. So I, I really want to emphasize
0: that we do have to love God. So anyway, awesome. Yeah. All right, well there you have it. That's what's on Chris's mind. Uh, I I know that that was very beneficial for me. Um, I like just talking with with Christians and and seeing what's on people's minds. What's what are people passionate about right now? Um, because one that gives me. More things to, to think about, to study about, to talk about. Really, um, so I really hope that that's a, that's the case for you. Uh, is that you can take whatever Chris is passionate about, whatever is on my mind next week, and and use it for your own conversations. Use it to to let your own thoughts flow and say, Wow, I I really need to have a conversation with my neighbor. I need to have a conversation with with my friend at work or or my family, whoever it may be. Talk about christ to live for christ to die as gain that's i mean that's the goal um mm-hmm. so anyways if you want to let us know what's on your mind right now uh you can listen to our contact information and reach out to us and uh we will be glad to hear from you so uh next week tune back in to hear what's on my mind
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to encourage you to check out our proud partners, Ministry League. They have a website as well as an app that you can download from your smartphone.
0: Yeah, not only that, but also be sure to send us an email. You can reach us at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you what your thoughts and comments are on today's episode. And if you have any questions or any comments, anything that
1: you would like to let us know, please send us a text at the following number,
0: 972-905-0856. Yeah, and that way we'll be able to uh, get that comment and and get back with y'all as well. And please leave reviews and comments. I know there's a lot of places that you listen to this podcast that you can leave comments and reviews. I know Apple Podcasts, I'm pretty sure iHeartRadio and others, you can Mm -hmm. uh, leave reviews and comments as well.
1: And last, but most certainly not least, we ask that you share this with your friends. Uh, We do our best to provide uh, biblical and and, and strong uh, discussion and we hope that you can feel free to share that with everybody that you love and come in contact with thank you all so much for all of your support we love you